It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Cigar Noise. Make sure you check them out on CigarNoise.com or the Cigar Noise app. If you haven't heard us talking about it, then you haven't been listening. Let's get started on this week's episode. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. The anticipation. Well, Drew seems to actually be taking his clothes off before he records these things. (laughs) That's what I do. Are you taking a shit? That's that's pretty much a process, though. I mean, I I need, you know, people that I'm doing. A little fluff job. I can't, there can't be that extra layer of restriction. You know, you already have <laughs> the, the less than face-to-face uh, element of this, this uh, Skype situation. So then pants just becomes a further restriction that I have personally. You don't need them. No, no. It would be uh, untenable. Thank you. Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew. <laughs> Mo. Yo. Moo Cow Rich. Bring in the bull. Danny. What up? Danny, you want to introduce our guest tonight? We have a very special guest near and dear to my heart, a friend of mine, an OG, or at least for 10 years uh, in the cigar industry. Who, who, who called him an OG? I think it was TLE called him an OG. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Mr. Matthew Booth of Room 101 Cigars. What's up, Matt? Hello, everyone. How's Hello. it going, man? <laughs> how are you? Well, so, so, how are you? This podcast now discovering that it uh, exists and that my friends are involved in it. I feel very, I feel very grateful for the opportunity to have this platform to have my message heard, and I will, uh, <laughs> I will participate to the fullest of my, uh, my fullest ability. Thank you. Well, you know, you wow. actually an- answering our email six months later and begging you to come on. And then while us having to pay you to get on, finally, we, we, we got you here. So Can, can we know, just have a little disclaimer here real quick? We just want everybody to know that, that Danny went to church before this. He's quite spirited this evening. So we're all in for a very fun time. <laughs> and it's a Monday, so Kyle's drinking too. So this is going to be absolutely hilarious. That's the only way to podcast. I can't no. confirm nor deny. But yeah. no, Now, Matt, are you partaking of some gin right now? I'm not. But if you were, what, what type of gin would you partake of? Well, uh, since you asked, uh, just uh, <laughs> a little bit of that Room 101 uh, gin, that branded experience. A very fine uh, craft oh, gin. Uh, uh, <laughs> LeBron to AD. So, you know what's funny is is when I started like kind of becoming friends with, with Matt, uh, he fairly quickly sent me a bottle of this Room 101 gin. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big gin guy, but I opened this bottle and it's Was that the same stuff you were talking shit about? Yeah, right. Mm. So it smells <laughs> bunch of sassy hose on this pot. <laughs> <laughs> it smells so like like floral and like cologne that I I'm like, man, I kind of just met this guy. I've seen him do interviews. He's kind of all over the fucking place. Did he send me a giant bottle of cologne just to fuck with me? Like I, I was like, I literally like offered everyone else a sip before I took it, just in case. Uh, but That's wild. It's, it is great. It is really great. Oh, uh, thank by you. The way. Thank yeah. you. And and not because I'm, you know, we're friends. It's, it was actually really good. I couldn't believe it. So I appreciate. Uh, well, Crow can't believe this doesn't couldn't. taste like dog shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that's really what he said. Genuine. 
genuine compliments you can get. I think most friends are, are clamoring and nervous, just praying to God that, you know, whatever you're doing, would you like to see this new painting? I just finished like, Oh God, please don't stop. Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, fucking God, don't make yeah. me lie to my friend. So I think, yeah. I think that, you know, when a friend, uh, an authentic friend, cause there's a difference like Devas compliments you, but says, <laughs> God, I expected it to be, a, you know, a rancid festering pile of, of, of dog shit. And it was actually quite tasty. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, I'm, I might be ad libbing a bit, but you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's kind no, of no, fun. not far off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did this no, cat like just send me a giant Costco-sized bottle of Jacar Noir? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to force everyone else to sip it on this before I subject myself to it. And then he's like, "Oh my god, I was so shocked. It was actually really good." So that's how you know that's an authentic uh, compliment. <laughs> <laughs> like that Dracon War reference. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. yeah. for sure. Uh, uh, that size yeah. is like eighty bucks anyway, so you're still getting it, something. <laughs> uh, it could have went cool water, but Jakar, that was good. That was a good call. Yeah, that was a throwback. <laughs> yeah, man. The last bottle I had, I, I bought from a lady in the grocery store parking lot, so it's good. Oh, nice. yeah. All right. So that's, old school. Uh, that's an old school reference. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, there's that. Okay. Cow? Somebody got questions? So Cow's kind of the wrangler, right? Cow <clears throat> will make sure we stay on track. And Cow, make sure we ask all the questions. Uh, uh, Mo gives us, like, the kind of in-depth stuff. And I is, am typically the, you know, that's fucking stupid kind of guy, right? So uh, we'll have Cow bring up some topics and then we'll... Hold on, uh, hold on. Hold on, Danny, you, you did not describe one of our <laughs> members. I just, Holy shit. I just hit record and stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's funny is I thought of a joke, but I pulled it back. Oh. Uh, pull-out game is, is, is strong. <clears throat> not really. I got five kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So I know this is going to go all over because that's fun. Um, so starting <laughs> All right. Yeah. Your favorite. That's the way to go. Uh, so, so back in ancient Greece, Heraclitus said, "No man ever steps in the same river twice, for it is not the same river, and he is not the same man." Do you feel this saying also reflects your cigar smoking experiences? First of all, my man was clearly talking about strange. Okay, number one. Number two, <laughs> I think that I think that the idea of having all these different experiences makes, uh, you know, makes for makes for an everlasting uh, temptation and allure surrounding your product. So if you have a bunch of different experiences associated with your brand, whether they are by ingest uh, or otherwise, you'll keep people coming back for more. However, in terms of our cigars, series by series and product by product specifically, they should always remain consistent. Thank you. <laughs> as as my man Sal Fontana once said, he said the key to the business is consistency. Either be consistently good or be consistently bad, but kid be consistent. And I didn't understand what the fuck he meant by that. So I was still trying to figure everything out at the time. And and there were many salisms uh that that like driving down the freeway outside of Detroit with Tom Lazook in the car, it hits me. And I'm like, that's what the fuck he meant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the wisdom, just, just uh, you know, it was like little sleeper cells of wisdom in my mind 
that from time to time would activate, you know, it's, uh, as uh, I would have these experiences in the business, whatever that's worth. That's you know, I don't really feel, you said, uh, who are this guy? You said he was the <laughs> wrangler. Right, right. I don't feel yeah. right. I feel that's the point. I feel completely. I'll give it a chance. Bro. I'm off the rails, bro. Oh, that's good. That's good. He's going to let you finish your thought and then be like, yeah, but you didn't answer the question. Like, you make sure we all. Yeah. He doesn't let us get away with you. Accountable is what you're saying. 100%. Drive this crazy. You know, (laughs) this is America. I will not be held accountable uh, for my behavior. (laughs) 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 Okay, what's next? Oh, hold on, hold on. So, so Drew, yep. do you always feel like you bring your same self to every cigar you smoke? No. So let's get deeper into Heraclitus. Let, let's <laughs> not, but the answer would be no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're saying you're a cigar chameleon. Yeah. You're never mm. the same going into every cigar. Come on. I get that. It's always a different experience. I think that's a very good way to to lasso that thought, man. You're never your your same self. You could have all kinds of different shit going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And something you might not appreciate today, you might appreciate later. Who knows? Fucking. Mm-hmm. I gotta be completely honest. I have no idea what we're talking about. I, I got lost. Here. <laughs> I'm on. Track. I don't even know what you said, man. <laughs> 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 Danny, is that because we're talking about ancient Greece or because of the sauce? Yeah. No, you got really, uh, like, suburb on me. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh. That, That's just so I wouldn't say you got real white on me. But you no, got I, really, I, like, no, we got broke. <laughs> we had that. Suburb. Okay, okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. So we can edit that part out. All right, good. Uh. We don't. We don't edit. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> Drew, did you play? Did you play Roxette last week I on did. our episode? I did. She's got the look. That was yeah. a nice touch. Or the week before, one of those weeks. Yeah. yeah. We talked yeah, about it. That's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. It all right. It's in so, <laughs> uh, A round robin question for everybody. I want to hear everybody's answer on this one. Snack so, goes first. That's fine. Whoever goes first. Drew goes first. <laughs> Uh, so, a genie offers you the opportunity to make one of your senses, right, taste, smell, touch, whatever, much better. But in return, you have to make a different one much worse. Which senses do you change? Damn. Jesus. Cal, can you just, for our audience's purposes, go over the five different senses real quick? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> for a friend. Ah. So we got smell, touch, taste, sight, hearing, fashion. Uh, you know, go fashion. on. Fashion. Well, we know. Uh, you know, I'm not right. fashion though. I'll start. I would. I would take an increased level of taste, and I guess I would have to give up, or not give up, but lessen um, maybe touch or hearing. Because I wouldn't have to hear all this bullshit. Yeah, hearing's the way to go. I like these fucking questions. Yeah. Yep. This is thought-provoking shit, Kyle. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? I would do, uh, just because I have an answer and I don't want to forget. 
I would do uh, better sight and less smell. How about that? Mm. You know, I can't say that I disagree. You know, yeah, that's a good one. I like the fact that fashion uh, was was added on at the end as, as a sixth sense. Um, Matt, I mean, you may not know this, but cow is like at your level of fashion sense um, in the world. So that's there probably couldn't be a greater lie ever told by man. Well, that, that's true. <laughs> that's true too. Understood. Yeah. Well, Kyle just got a haircut. He went from looking like a soccer mom yeah. to a professor now. So soccer mom. He's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Susan. <laughs> you know the you know the memes the memes of the lady named Karen. Karen, that's right. Karen. <laughs> Oh shit! I'm legitimately dying right now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the retro hail over there. Having to give you mouth to mouth. No, we're good. Uh, he, <laughs> let me die. Just let me die on camera. Uh, <laughs> oh, he'd he'd come in hard too with that, with that mouth. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know what he'd put in in my mouth first. <laughs> I I gotta transit. I gotta change gear. I gotta switch gears here real quick because I have it on my mind and I don't want to forget. Speaking of looks, Matt. 808 Rudy wants to know how many times you've been told you look like Robert Downey Jr. Damn. I tell, we talk about this shit all the time. Damn. Because I get Jimmy Kimmel all the time. I do you Wait, get Robert you guys Downey have Jr. Communication going on? Like people are listening to this? No. No, no. we asked questions earlier. Oh, you had yeah. questions earlier. No, we're not that sophisticated. What's yeah. funny about that is Matt reposted. What is Tiny the, Maduro? The what do you want to know? You know Rudy from uh, Fine Ash in Arizona. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I know Rudy. I've been asked. I, I've been. I've been. The connection has been made many, many times. And when I was a little yeah. younger, not in physical years, but in years of soul, self worth, and less cigar, uh, many, uh, many times. Uh, um, you know, from restaurants in L.A. and shit like that. Um, yeah, quite, quite a bit actually. It's kind of funny. You had a guy. You had to ever take advantage of right? like. There was a kid that thought you were, right? And they're like, are you? Oh, yeah. No, I had a, I had a kid at a restaurant um, that he he was – We Nikki and I were sitting, like, in a section where there was no one else. It was kind of quiet, like, whatever, Tuesday night downtown. And, and uh, I looked over and I noticed a kid from the restaurant was, like, obscurely and slowly wiping down the table, like, across from us, staring at me like a, like a pterodactyl almost. But like there was was no one, had been no one, you know, he was just looking for an excuse, you know. And I was like, Don't worry about it, man. It's not I'm not it's not me. It's, and I was like, Oh, I thought I thought okay, and then he and then he left. I had a dude help me with my bags at LAX thinking I was Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> An aspiring actor of sorts. There was someone in the bathroom watch doing lines of Coke with you too, because they thought you were Robert Downey Jr. Is that yeah. not you? That, my attorney in the bathroom of the rainbow is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said, call me Downey Jr. Call me that. And I was shaking a snag in between bumps. And, you know, it gets a little weird. <laughs> Did he press charges? No, no, no. no. It's L.A., bro. Yeah, I mean, bro, this is Tuesday night. The rainbow. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Mm. <laughs> All right, we're way off topic. True, uh, fucking cow, you're not doing your thing. 
That's okay. This is the best part. We know yeah, Matt no. goes off topic. If you've listened to a Matt Booth interview, you know it's going all kinds of fun places. What I, I love is seeing the guys have, trying have, to get him okay, back. Okay, now, now, I, for the record, brah, I have been very controlled over the last couple months here. I, I have recentered, refocused. The information that spews out of my mouth is half the time <laughs> sensible and, and uh, you know, on topic, on brand. Why is that? I, you know, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a shift in the in my universe. Right, you know, right. My chi. I feel, I feel my chi shifting. And what brought Shift that on? Chi. What brought it on? Yeah. What the, what the f- I- <laughs> was it, you know, was it, was it a... Bro, those are like psychologist psychologist questions. That you're, you're, you're poking at Matt's emotions. You're like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I mean, was it a, was it a, was it a driven? Yard. Was it spiritually driven? Hey, you know, I mean, I'm trying to, trying, trying to get to the bottom of it. Fuck you, man. <laughs> There's just been a lot going on, man. There's been a lot yeah. going on. And, and, uh, I think the, the, the fiendish, fiendish jester, uh, component of my personality has grown fatigued, sure. uh, you know, and, and from time to time must rest, you know, that is legit. Well, there, you also need to actually give depth and conversation or, or depth and information on these podcasts and shit that you do. Right. It can't be just like, Hey, That's correct. That. And you know, That's I used correct. to, if I came on anything, I mean, it would be, it would be, uh, highly <laughs> good looking, but there would be no inform. I mean, there would literally, like, I, I used to say, you know, I cannot give one piece of legitimate information. So for two hours, it would just be nonsense and it would be very fun, <laughs> you know, uh, um, you know, Coop. Coop had a full head of hair before you started interviewing you. It's, it's true. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and that's, and also, you know, for, for, for you know, uh, you know, to respect those around me as well. I mean, in such a short time, look at what, I mean, my, my, uh, interviews have ravaged Coop's uh, psyche, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so this to- is also not just for myself, it's for those around me. To be so, fair okay. though, I've, I've listened to all those old interviews and there is information stalker. There. No, I listen to all kinds of shaman nerd. Wait, what was the on. last part? There's a ton of information before there. Danny said it's... it. I was thinking it. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, there's information, but my man, it's never been more important for my story to be heard. And so if, if two more people absorb what I'm spewing out of my mouth on your show, I'm two more people ahead. Uh, you know, you understand what I'm saying? So for it's sure. important that, you know, I, I, I dabble about in the entertain the antics of entertainment and, and at the same time communicate my message in a way that makes sense. Palatable. That makes sense. So, so let's get into your brand a little bit. So yeah, room one Oh one, if I'm, if I'm correct here, it was named after the torture room in the novel 1984. Is that correct? That is correct. So in that room, you have to confront your greatest fear. Right. And that's what turns you back to Big Brother. Well, it, it's it's basically the last stage in your reprogramming. It's where they where they sick your greatest fears upon you and, and basically destroy you. Right. So and it was not. And to name the brand uh, Room 101 as a, as a nod uh, to George Orwell's 
uh, novel nineteen eighty four was not, you know, it was not to be, you know, very, uh, you know, very scary. Like I didn't want my, you know, brand to be this, uh, you know, have this ominous tone to it. I wanted uh, more so as a, as a nod to the fact that I'm a champion of, of free will, independent thought. You know, mm-hmm. free spirit, baby, and that's what they're trying to, uh, you know, euthanize in that book. Was mm-hmm. spirit. Do you- do you do you see a lot? I mean, not not to get political. We typically don't, but it almost well, feels like we're seeing this shit happening, like right before our eyes, and people don't even realize it. My man, I was reading Fahrenheit four fifty one. Yeah, Brown. I remember that. Yeah, I was reading this fucking book. Legit, they're taught. I get. I'm getting towards the end of the book, and they are. The, the the fireman's name, I believe, is Montag, which is always a, a very strange, does not roll off the palate, right? And and they're chasing him, and they're using media to help them chase him, you know, the flying cameras and all this shit. And I literally have, I have the TV on with the volume off, and I look up, and the O.J. Simpson Bronco is on the 101 freeway. And they're talking about flying cameras and using the media to capture people that are running away from them. And I've got the, a fucking car chase with OJ Simpson's Bronco on the TV. And it was, it was really mind blowing, you know, Great Bradbury was talking about how flying cameras were going to monitor people. And, you know, uh, you know, in the fifties when he wrote the book and, uh, people told him they were like, bitch, Ray Bradbury's crazy, crazy Ray Bradbury. You know what the fuck you're talking about? And anything from, you know, in the book, he's he's describing, you know, conducting transactions with what we now know as automatic, uh, automated teller machines, automatic, whatever, ATMs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, and that was also something that was very insane at the time, you know. So not that not that we're seeing it happen now. We've been seeing it happen the entire time. Just everything yeah. is relative. You know, every, every, it's going, uh, you know, it's just kind of going in order, right? If they it just really is, yeah. down, people would have something to complain about. So if they just gouge away at it step by step, they desensitize. And so by the time, yep. you know, have you kept in a cage, you won't know any better. That's right. Because people will be liking your cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Baby. So it's almost like creating a Stockholm Syndrome scenario in a way. Where that, that discomfort becomes your comfort. Or the hostage situation becomes your. Yep. Who's getting deep now? Nah, well. Deep in, man. Cracking your grandma's ass. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so so I have a fun fact related to that, and then a follow up question for all of you. Fun fact. So the fun fact uh, room 101 in the novel was named after a conference room where George Orwell had to sit through boring meetings at the BBC. Mm. Uh, So that's kind of fun. That's cool. The follow-up question, if each of you were entering room 101 to face your greatest fear, what would you be facing? The cigar business for another 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking tobacco dome. What is it? What is it about the cigar business? That's it? Okay. All right, I'm crazy, right? Fuck me. Okay, no, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. No, no, no. No, go on, though. What is it about the cigar business? What is it? Suck my dick. You don't ask me that shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> be careful of the offers you're throwing out there, man. Yeah, he's <laughs> my, my, my sense. I'm I'm a little I'm a little You might you might get some messages. I'm I'm weak I'm weakened. I'm weakened right now. Tyler Tyler <laughs> Tyler at Smoke Ring in uh in Houston might take you up on he by the way he wanted me to tell you that he misses you. Or yeah. something like that. So are you Matt, are you saying that the cigar industry this go around is much different than your first go around? Uh, when, like when you started, I mean, 10 years ago? It is a completely different industry in many ways. In many ways. Somewhat, you know, look, there are certain things that are never going to change. And, and that's, you know, um, you know, there are, you know, the positives and negatives on that side of the coin, right? And, and, um, and, then, and then, you know, but I, I can confidently say it is not the business that I started in, you know, in many ways, you know. Um, and I think so, social media has a lot. Oh, tremendous! Social media, the implementation of social media, and the and the and the, um, the ease of availability to information has changed a great deal yeah. of the landscape in our industry. You know, with the flip of a switch, really. You know, uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, but I mean, it's not just that. It's a you know, it's a it's you know aggressively evolving. I mean, the landscape is changing literally underneath our feet as we walk, you know? Yeah. And it's so uncertain too, uh, right now. Yeah. I mean, I think there's mm-hmm. a myriad of components that contribute to it. Right. But it's, but it's all incumbent that create this, this air, uh, this attitude, this, this cloud in the atmosphere, you know, from, you know, the, the saturate, the super saturation and, and then, uh, you know, um, fallout to follow that of like boutique landia air quotes and you've got you know what what what's going on and in the period of time following that you've got regulation coming in you know just you know the whole there's uh many different brushes are painting this picture you know what i'm saying yeah but this poopoo well all right rich so we'll continue with your question Okay, so so first off, you're, you're not the you're, the you're not the first person or the largest person in the cigar industry to tell me to suck his dick. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> continuing on though, uh, everybody else didn't work for that you, person either. Just clear the air. Yeah, uh, I got mind control on this motherfucker though. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, so the rest of you guys, if you were in room 101 facing your greatest fear. What would you be facing? Drew, what's up? Why does it got to be me? I don't know, because I randomly picked you. That didn't sound random. Another another podcast with Cal going, deep thoughts with Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait 10 minutes. <laughs> and me muting him again. <laughs> it's funny, I can see the little mute thing on my... On my screen, so I see who's getting shut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, see, oh, see, somebody, Matt, Matt, somebody I, just got off timeout. I, <laughs> I do it to myself so I can yeah. drink without people hearing it. Yeah. You're a breathy kind of guy? Yeah. <laughs> Some heavy breath there? No, drinking. It's all alcohol. Mm, I see. He has kids too, so he has to drink. Understood. I get it. I get that. My my biggest fear in life, which is really weird, and I don't know why, is to be homeless. It I can't look, I can't see a homeless person. It freaks me out. It raises my anxiety. 
No but shit. I also kind of I believe in the I believe in the law of attraction also. So I ah. shouldn't think about it because then I could be bringing that on me. Uh, but I, I don't know why it's a, it's a really weird thing. Um, a lot like like going to jail for a long time. Like if I can't watch those shows about jail or people Ooh, in jail. Yeah, because yeah, you're like fuck that. I'm not gonna will that on it, myself. Right. Yeah. Oh, it freaks me the fuck out. Like, yeah, I got money in your books, though, dog. You know, if just... it ever comes to that, you'll be flooded <laughs> with ramen. <laughs> oh, not getting me <laughs> on out, me. Thanks for the soup. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I got. Hey, I got you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Mo, Drew. I'm a, what Danny said. Yeah. Uh, boo! You just pulled the Drew. <laughs> I know. That's the whole point. I don't want to will anything to existence, so I'm not going to say anything. How long have you guys been doing this podcast? Oh, fuck Since here. 2016. Really? Yeah. Yep. Well, we took, a, we took a few months off um, and then restarted it pretty much the beginning of last year, I think. Yeah. So. I dig it, man. Yeah. I, dig it. I like the name. Yeah, we're ignorant, and uh, people seem to uh, people seem (laughs) to relate to that. (laughs) People can dig it; they can dig it for sure. All right, so so Matt, let's get you talking about your brand some more. Okay, Uh, that's cool. So so, make make some money. Yeah, so so here's a question that'll tease some things up. You can go however you want. Uh, so continuing on this 1984 theme, right? The main character in that novel, he smokes tobacco. He drinks gin. We've got Room 101 in the novel. How much of an influence did 1984 have on you and your brands? You know, man, that's a funny question. To be honest with you, it had tremendous influence. And all came from, you know, the genesis of it was was what I had previously described in terms of being a champion for, uh, you know, independent thought and the human spirit. But, you know, as you as you mentioned, or as I think we know, there are certain things get, that can linger underneath the surface, right? And uh, you know, the thought to produce a gin was always at top of mind if we were ever to, to step into the alcohol space. Um, and and it was, I think, the correct decision um, to remain on brand uh, in terms of the overall brand, as as well as as well as some other things. But the fact that it's a uh, kind of a commonly mentioned component of that in that novel is, uh, is interesting to think about that way. You guys have some interesting questions. I like this. You get, Matt, all, now there was some, get all thank you. There was, there was, there was somebody who recently from the cigar industry who tried their hand in the, on the alcohol side as well. And, and really for whatever reason, I don't think achieved the level of success that they had in the cigar business. What are the differences that you found? Like why, like in how can industry? you, you know, like in terms of like what it takes to be successful, successful is there, is there a, in, in a specific space or just overall? No, like is there a difference of what it takes to be successful in cigars versus what it takes to be successful in alcohol, or is there a lot of overlap in what in kind of like how you went about building that? Well, I think I think that the overlap would be minimal at best, but the things that would overlap are kind of core principles of. Um, of the small business owner, right? Right. Perseverance pays. Never right. give up. Right. If 
if you stop, it is the only way that you fail. If you if you continue, is not a question of if, it is only a question of when. And do you have the fucking ball sack to persevere through everything that you're going to have to fight through? Because quite frankly, at the time that you, uh, you know, are heaving and, and laying down on the ground, not knowing whether you want to fly or shit yourself, uh, is the time that you better get the fuck back up, dust yourself off, because that's when the marathon only begins, right? And so you have to come to oh, yeah. these these brick walls and then ram your face meat through them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes you better, and that, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you that specified story. that. The face meat part or the... Yeah, yeah, the face Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, and, and so there are certain components of business in general that overlap. I think that the... Uh, you know, there are, there are good, there's, there's a, there's a reasonable amount of overlap, uh, in the industries in terms of the value of what is considered to be craft product. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the fact that you're creating, uh, an ingestible, if you will, right. Mm -hmm. Either one by sip and one by fire. Uh, but there are many things that are different about that business. It is a, is a horrible business filled with shitty people. Mm. Uh, Um, and, and I, and I, and I say that having road tested that statement, um, to many people in that business and the response has never been anything other than kind of a laugh and, and a nod and understanding that, yeah, Matt Booth, uh, understands the alcohol business, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not like, oh my God, I'm so insulted. You have uh, insulted my family. It's like, yeah, no, you, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's a business where the good people find each other, you know, sure. um, it's also a business that's completely designed to keep small business out. I mean, there, there's always been, and I almost think to a fault, uh, uh, zero barrier to entry in our industry, in, in the tobacco, in the premium tobacco. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think some of the challenges that are rearing their ugly, nasty little heads recently are actually going to provide the first barrier to entry that we've ever seen in this industry. And, um, you know, for whatever that's worth, right? Uh, the alcohol game, you know, you essentially have, you know, an entire industry that's structured based on the decisions and agreements and, and dirty little handshakes and yellow enveloping that occurred between, you know, the <laughs> gentlemen of business that were controlling the industry and the gentlemen of business that were controlling this country. And they, and they hatched a plan to repeal prohibition, but keep control of the industry forever for their bloodlines, you know? And so you literally have an industry that, that that's who created the system. Right. And so and you also, you also have, uh, you know, I've been asked many times by, by peers in the alcohol game, you know, they're, they're always so, uh, you know, curious about, um, uh, you know, why we're having all this FDA trouble. And, you know, they can't, they can't figure out for the life of them. They're always like, Booth, man, what, you know, we defer to the TTB, you know, we don't deal with the FDA, you know, they, they deal with a whole slew of other fucking challenges and, and, and problems, but, but, uh, but not, uh, FDA regulation. And, you know, uh, and I always tell them it's because you guys had these arrangements carved out for you and you were yellow enveloping politicians at the turn of the last century. And, you know, this is a business that was built by farmers, you know, I mean, when CRA came on the scene, I mean, their CRA is essentially like medicine for AIDS. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got AIDS. 
Like we had AIDS, we had the FDA. Like we weren't yeah. already bribing politicians to make sure we didn't catch AIDS, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm not, and I'm not throwing shade on the efforts they've made on behalf of our industry and our community. In fact, I think, I think we would be supremely fucked even far beyond where we are today if we did not have people like that championing for us and, and giving us a voice. But they are medicine for AIDS. I mean, in the same in the same breath, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I think the, I'll, I think the biggest thing, it, you know, kind of hearing you, but it's like the alcohol industry consumer base has to be what a hundred, five hundred to one of the cigar smoker, right? Oh, so there's yeah. a shit ton more money in it. Tremendous. So there's a there's a lot of like I fucked. Who gives a fuck, right? Like, I don't yeah, give a fuck what yeah, you but, think about. But, boss, I mean, I'll give you an example. So a very a very common practice for the larger distributors, which, oh, by the way, control your access to be able to sell your products in every individual state or not allow you or disallow you by not welcoming you into their portfolio, you know, say they represent, you know, one of the big brands. They're going to, you know, their sales staff which are solely tasked with supporting the efforts surrounding the sales of, of the sales efforts surrounding the larger brands that they actually have contractual, uh, you know, performance obligations to. Right. So okay. once again, you're shoved to the, the bottom of the pile and buried as a small craft operation, you have to get out there and, and do your own footwork, you know? Um, but they'll go into, you know, uh, a bar and put their company credit card on the bar and say, okay, you know, for example, and I want you to think of this in context to how we conduct an in-store activation to promote our products in terms of our cigars, right? So th- think of this as, as I'm telling you this. So uh, one of their sales agents will go into a bar and put their company credit card on the bar and say, hey, charge 2000 and pour Patron for everyone in the bar until my two Gs runs out. And then they'll get shit-faced along with everybody else. They'll close the tab at the end of the night and they'll walk out the door with a nice tip for the bartenders. So, so that's how they actually promote their products and they generate their, the pull through of their products. Cause their margins are crazy to do that. Right? Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, of course. It's insane. It's a volume game. And, and, uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm junior in that business, but if you asked anyone in the game, they wouldn't, I mean, they wouldn't challenge what I'm saying. I mean, these are facts, you know, but you could imagine how does a small company compete? with that type of animal, you know? So, you know, I go into a, a bar and I, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him about it again and, you know, the guy's beating me up talking about, Oh, you know, I don't need another gin. And what are we going to do? Oh, what was me? What are we going to do with another bottle of gin in this bar, this establishment that sells alcohol? It's crazy. Well, you know, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll try your gin. I'll take a bottle. So, so what are you, what are you going to do for me? Right. And it's like, okay, I just $4. What, what the fuck do you mean? What am I going to do for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, so that these, so that's why we've elected to keep it super boutique, super small, um, and operate solely, um, solely on a, on an old school grassroots basis where we're, we're selling to a great deal of cigar bars and places where we're able to leverage authentic relationship where we don't have to you know, artificially inseminate our sales with spends and, 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 and pay for play and shit like that. Cause it just, it just, it doesn't make sense, you know? Um, but, but that's, you know, our philosophy, uh, you know, other people 
have you know other people take to it in a different way, and that's their business. Bruh. Mm. Is so, that sufficient? Well, your question? Is that rambling? That's great. Is that a bunch that's of good. nonsense? Yeah, but we like it. Okay, you like my nonsense. Yeah. I like you liking if, nonsense. If a lounge carries Room 101 cigars, are they able to buy Room 101 gin? Is it that simple? No, absolutely not. It's not that simple. Um, so we are available for sale in five states, right? So every state, they have what's called, remember the agreements that I mentioned between the two groups of gentlemen of business, right? Yes, sir. So, so at the repeal of prohibition, they structured this, this thing they called the three tier system. And this is the way that that business is managed within the United States, which is unlike any other country in the world. Right. So the controls, uh, on alcohol are, uh, I, I guess the three tier system is simple enough to describe it's, you know, you may either be a brand slash manufacturer a wholesale distributor or a reseller. So, uh, you know, a, a bar, restaurant, liquor store, et cetera. Right. And you may not be more than one link in that chain. So as a brand owner, you have to petition a distributor in every single state. And some states are super gangster and just said, you know what, why should we not be the distributors ourselves and make all this loot too? So it's either an independent distributor operating within a state or the actual state itself. And what they'll do is they must buy the product from you to bring it into the state. And then they're the ones that is able to wholesale it to, um, the, uh, the reseller essentially. Yeah, it, it's for cut. Yes. So if you're a consumer, that makes it really hard to get what you may want. Well, yeah, I mean, to, Depending on the on the brand's distribution, it may very well make it impossible for you to get what you want. Makes sense. Shitty. Yeah, it's, it's shitty, man. But that's the way that system is engineered, man. Yeah. You know, so you know, you want you know, you want to talk about premium tobacco versus versus alcohol. You have, I mean, essentially no barrier to entry whatsoever in premium tobacco, and you have monumental barrier to entry in that business. So, I mean, just, just to have a bottle of liquor on the shelf somewhere is actually a phenomenal accomplishment for a small company. Yeah, right. Just to put it in perspective, you know, it also means you knew somebody, right? Like it's not just, it's not, it's, it has nothing to do with how great it is. Well, it might have a little bit to do with how great it is, but yeah, I mean, I mean look, we, you know, our, our product is available in all the Whole Foods in their Southern Pacific region that, that offer alcohol. And that was a deal done, you know, uh, on the merit of our product, but also because we, we knew someone that could introduce us to the right people, right, in their organization. <coughs> uh, uh, and, and, and also Whole Foods, you know, their company philosophy is to sell true craft, right? So um, they can appreciate the small batch nature of our product as well as its quality. So, um, but you do, you know, it's, it's a relationship game, you know, but as is most everything to some degree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never would have known. That's interesting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I told you guys he was interesting. You didn't want to have him on the show. It's fucked up, and it's fucked up. I got to find out about your little podcast game here from the Cigar Hustlers. I was very 
emotionally traumatized when I found out that you had a podcast and I didn't know. I don't have one. Uh, you, I'm a slappy, like I'm a slapdick on it. But oh, you're the, you're the slapdick component of this? Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I feel like we're all the slapdick yeah. component of this one. Yeah, I, I didn't understand there was anyone that, I mean, just, I mean, it's just my impression from, you know, the <clears throat> last 50 minutes of my life I'll never get back. But I mean, I, I just, <laughs> You are uh, welcome, Mr. Booth. Thank you. you are welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so switching gears a little bit, uh, I want to do a, another fun question for everybody. I want everyone to make a prediction for something that we'll see come from Room 101 in 2020. And the more outlandish or weird the guess, the better. <laughs> Cologne. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Danny, don't they have that already? Room on a one cologne? It's the gin, right? Oh, no, I mean, like a, a for real. Actual cologne. Well, you yeah. can actually douse yourself with our gin and smell like a high priced hobo. Yeah, that's kind of what I go for. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm down with that. Anybody, so, anybody else? else have, any guesses? Uh, are you guys there? Yeah, well, I yeah. mean. Are they? Is it? Is it? Are they shy? Or what? What is, is this? No, we're, we're just trying to I, give you a platform. But here, look. Speaking about landing no. stuff. <clears> hold on. Fuck with him. Okay. So my understanding is that you have been known to sign urinals, toilet paper, stuff like this. What? Where I, did I that all start? Thanks in the act of promotion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so how did that all start? Well, really, it, it, it started in my, in my uh, dear friend uh, Keith Rumbo's store, Club Humidor in San Antonio, where they, you know, they kept, they kept you know, forcing me to sign items for consumers. And, and, and it just got to a point where I came off the rails and I just started signing everything in their store. And, and then I just kind of stuck with the habit, you know. So, you know, uh, I never sign anything that, you know, I'll, I'll genuinely damage someone, you know, uh, someone's something important right but you know the holder for the toilet brush uh the little scanner for the barcodes on the computer i mean i'll house plants whatever i'll, I'll sign it all <laughs> you know I'd like to do it too no. because then they you know in the in the spirit of good fun of course because then they you know later they discover these things and it's like oh you know remember when matt booth with Sharon doing all the silliness and we miss him we like him you know, Mo's also assuming there's a lot of planning that you do. There, it, it just kind of like, like if you've ever hung out, I've hung out with Matt at events, and you're talking, and all of a sudden, it, he gives you this look like he just thought about doing something really yeah. off the cuff. Like, oh, you know what? Let's do this. Like, uh, okay, yeah. So it, 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 I'm, he didn't sit down in a marketing meeting and think about signing that toy bowl. He was just like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna sign this. I mean, yeah. 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 That's how I imagined it. <laughs> I didn't imagine you know, it was premeditated. Now the urinal cakes that was planned. Well, I ordered those, right, and, right. and this this is uh, you know one of the you know I, I mean probably one of my greatest achievements in the cigar business. You know, <laughs> don't say that. You're so <laughs> you don't think? Look, man, when I go, okay, when I attend an event for us at our dear friend Sam and Rosie's place. In Arizona, right? And they have a urinal screen in their pisser that they've had in there since July. And it's fucking December, my man. And 
the week after I'm there and get everybody flustered and, you know, hornified about our brand, someone steals the fucking urinal screen. Okay. <laughs> With six months of patina on it, mind you. Patina. Like that dog? Yeah, that's right. That was so, awesome. so my point is that, <laughs> that, and there were other reports of people taking these out of the pissers uh, at the trade show and, give them a little dust off in the sink and putting them in their laptop bags. And, and I just, you know, at a certain point you got to sit back and say, bitch, I won. Like I win, <laughs> you, you know, some and, dude pits for that. Yeah, man. Look, it's called the art of living in the back of their mind rent free, right? Which I specialize in. And I always have, I don't know why I have a knack for it, but, uh, you know, when I continue to this day to get selfies of dudes putting their stream on an image of my face, thinking of me in one of their most intimate moments, one of their most intimate transactions that they conduct during their day. <laughs> With their dick in their hand. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and if anyone else you... ever does it, bitch, you bit me. But it wouldn't be the first time, but we have established that, right? So I own the meat game in this business. You, exactly. <laughs> you, had, your, you had your dick in your hand and you thought about me. Fuck right. Sorry. Fuck right. Is your... Is, is your mouth open on these stickers? It's kind of. Yeah, good. <laughs> I always go for accuracy. Yeah, man. You can fit it in. Don't yeah. challenge yourself. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drew, what do you got for Room 101 predictions in 2020? After hearing that, I think he needs pre-signed toilet paper. You know, man, He's you'd, already be surprised. Done that. you'd be surprised at how expensive custom toilet paper is. Oh. I mean, it's, 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 you know, I remember the, I was like, wait, how much? Well, fuck it. We got to get it. I mean, obviously, <laughs> uh, but, but maybe just one carton because we're getting a little crazy right now. And, and, and once you get it, you're going to understand very well that this is not the kind. Man. It's, it's a very abrasive. It's almost like uh-huh. fashion over function for wipe, <laughs> which I want. I want that lush and luscious uh, Charmin jam. Yeah, you know? that triple pl- that triple plaque. Oh, please, please, you know. Uh, well, okay. So, what about like you know? Do you want to talk about cigars? I mean, that'd be cool. Oh, fuck, uh, man! All right. Well, not okay. not even no, and not even on a, like all this from all these other shows that you've been on. Like from a standpoint of like, <clears throat> you got a lot of new stuff. Um, you were being distributed by Caldwell. Now you're being distributed by La Polina. Like, how do you think that that's, you know, what does that mean for you and your company? I mean, you and I have talked about it and, and, you know, um, I personally think it's, it's a, it's a great move. I know you and Robert are still going to be really good friends. So it was never a a personal thing. Um, but I think that, you know, talk about how, you know, now that it's going to be, now you're coming into a new year, you're going to have the entire year to see how this thing goes. Like what, what? How's Matt Booth gonna? How's Room One Hundred and One? Matt Booth gonna take over twenty twenty in in the industry, right? Like, like how? You know, let let's. I don't know. I, for no, me, it's, I, I it's, almost, it's a rebirth, right? I, I understand what you're saying. Well, I wouldn't say rebirth because that I believe someone else uses that, no. but we'll call it the afterbirth. Yeah. We'll call no. it the afterbirth. Yeah. That's <clears throat> cool. No, no reaction on that. All right. Fuck y'all. Okay. So here's the deal. It's it's witty. Bitches, it's witty. No, it's great. Now, here's the here's the thing. You know, the the move was meant to empower via infrastructure, right? So, my 
and mind you, I'm consistently managing more than my bandwidth can allow between three different industries, um, three elements of our branded business that are that were are legitimately operating in three different industries, right? So, you know, I, I got to commend you on the use of bandwidth. Well done. That's a great word. Thanks, Rob. Good word. You're welcome. So, you know, but constantly I have to over you on the use of afterbirth. That's a good word too. My dog. Uh, stop sucking my up. My dog. Yeah. So, and there's going to be plenty more conversational delights <laughs> in my forthcoming ramblings. So, my point is, is that I need I needed to empower my brand on the backside. You know, I was sitting with I was sitting with mm-hmm. my man Delicious recently. He's like, "Tell me what's different about your business now." And I said, it's, it's it's business in the back and party in the front all day. Mm. Like now I can now I can genuinely now I can with full confidence understand um move forward. Oh dear God. I'm trying to tailor my words so it's polite to everyone involved here, right? So wait, no. Just say it. Just 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 get it out there, dude. No, 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 man. I just I needed I needed to I needed to lock down certain things that were related to infrastructure and empower myself so that so that I could take these blends to market confidently. Um, and that, and that I can get out there and really begin to ravenously penetrate the market in a way that, um, that I did not previously like full frontal, like no, no, no apologies. It's the only way to do it. Is anyone else like really aroused by all these words? You should full frontal. Uh, Your your command of the English language is is quite impressive. (laughs) Dude, he's got a thesaurus as a kid. No doubt. Yeah. Your, your diction is wonderful. Diction. Huge diction. <laughs> Huge diction, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, um, obviously, like, I have several projects that I've been developing over the last couple of years, man. I, you know, I want to, I want to after, afterbirth, um, you know, some of our, our namesake brands, some of the legacy brands from Room 101 uh, um, that are, that our fans have been, you know, asking for as well as things that I would feel, um, very much fulfilled to, to, to bring back in a new form. Right. Uncle Lee, baby. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I mean, look, man, I mean, what's fair is fair. Right. I mean, there are a lot of products that we had in the market in, you know, 2010 that I see a lot of, uh, um, a lot of plagiarism of its genetic code in terms of design and presentation and market now. And I, I would like to bring the real back, you know, but bring it back in what's real for, for, uh, you know, 2020. And, and bringing it back the right way, like not just rebranding yeah, a cigar, right? I mean, like the, you, your shit was legit, right? And it's like, it's like big delicious. I think being back, Oh, I'm sorry. The big payback being back. Um, I, you know, the coverage on that and the kind of the response, that I've seen, you know, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think people were genuinely excited about that cigar coming back out. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of kind of people posting it and, and excited about the blend and the brand. And, um, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of it, right? It's like, what, what can we, what can we expect? Uh, like from the, uh, where, where, fuck, I'm asking a stupid question. It's because I'm drinking, but. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's why. Hey, Danny. Uh, that's why. Oh, hey, so can rude. we stop judging my dumbass questions? And, and well, you know, the, Danny's dumbass questions. And the idea with big payback was that, that you know, it, it's it's a a a far more improved version of his former self, right? 
So I used to sell and, a shit ton of those when I worked retail, man. Well, and people are about to sell a shit ton of these too. Yeah. And, you know, the difference is, is, you know, farce was for and forever will have meant to have been a representation of what I was capable of at this point in mm-hmm. my, in my journey, my, my voyage. So at, at this point in my voyage in this business, my career path in this business, I want to show, okay, what am I capable of now from a design standpoint, from a factory standpoint, quality of product, quality of product standpoint. And, and Forrest is, is representative of that. Right. So as soon as I drop this, Hey, this is where we're at for 2019 vibe. Everybody said, but yeah, but what about the shit you were doing in like 11? We really dig that. Could you do that now? So, you know, but, it, but that, but that's healthy and, and, uh, inspiring and heartwarming for me because that means there's still people paying attention, you know, and, and people that actually give a fuck right about our brand and, 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 uh, you know, our path via products. Right. So, you know, of course I'm going to accommodate that. Uh, for both personal and professional reasons, you know, one, I would like to do it personally. And two, there are clearly other people that will appreciate it. Matt, we, uh, we share, or we used to share more reps and we still share some. And I remember I was talking to Todd out in the Midwest that works. I for love that motherfucker. He, he's awesome, man. And he loves you, he's, obviously. He's mad. And, uh, he, uh, he, and we were talking about it out of, out of a lot of the most established players of the last, let's say, decade, mm. you're definitely on the road the most. Do you think that? Do you think that that's, that separates you, man? Because like, for somebody as established as you are, you don't really see guys getting after it the way you do, and a lot of guys respect that. Well. Look, man, and, and the answer to this is multifold, right? Or, or the, mm. the reasons for this, are uh, there are multiple reasons for this, mm. right? And it's, and it's that I, I feel that it is critical that I show proper respect to people that are either A, currently supporting me, or B, would consider to support me uh, by visiting them in person. And, you know, there, there have been... Um, several major changes with our brand and our business over the last few years. And, and they need to hear it directly from me. You know, they need to hear where I'm coming from, what my intentions in this industry are with this brand, um, uh, are, uh, and, and, you know, our overall, uh, you know, brand philosophy. Cause if I left it up to the fucking, uh, you know, the chatosphere, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think my favorite, I think my, the favorite, my favorite example that I, that I always use because I think it, it paints a much, a, a much larger picture is, you know, I had a, uh, I had a consumer approach me at an event one time and said, Hey man, I, you know, I, I don't understand how you're here with this brand, you know, promoting this brand. Cause I thought, I thought room one one fired you. Did they hire you back? <laughs> <laughs> and I, rem- and I told him I, I like, I didn't even skip a beat. I was like, yo, could I cop unemployment? If I, <laughs> am I missing a step in my hustle? Like, am I not thinking clearly here? And the dude looked at me like, Almost, you know, he was confused as to if I was an asshole uh, in some way or if like he didn't he didn't really understand what was going on. And he just kind of trailed off into the night. But, you know, that that's the 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 um, that's how I like to describe 
how much misinformation uh, is floating around out there. And, and, and not that that's the chief reason. The chief reason is what I told you before is, is a showing of respect and, and, and to genuinely get on, on page and in step with these guys for the room 101 of 2020, right? Because it's a very different business now. Yeah. It's, they have to understand that in me, they're investing in a partnership. You know, this right. isn't, you know, I'm not showing up there with my handout and I'm going to, you know, run off like a, a fiend in the night with their paper and not support them, you know? Right. And I also have to check them because I have to suss out because there are takers on both sides of that counter. Right. Mm-hmm. And I refuse, you know, to, to invest my time, energy, uh, efforts in, into supporting a taker, man. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. It's we a, talk, proposition. we talk about those stores all the time that, you know, mm. there's a lot of stores that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, it's important to, it's really important to identify those stores when you sign them as an account. It's like, all right, this store is going to take a little more homework on my, or a little more work on my side, right? Or it's going to be, and, and try to train them to not be that way with at least your brand, right? So, one. Well, um, and Danny, you and I, I think, you know, we've, we've become such good friends because we really have a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of similarities in the genetic fabric that we're cut from. And, and one of those oh, ways, shit. That, oh yeah, baby. And, but one of those ways <laughs> that, you know, really shines through is the way you treat your people and, and the, and the types of relationships that you cultivate with your retailers. I am in every way, shape and form attacking my business in the same fashion. And it's, and it's very much being, you know, a champion for the old school because this, this is not rocket science, right? If, if you have someone that's genuinely vested in supporting you and then you can reciprocate, everyone makes more money, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never understood that, man. Like it, it's beyond me. How, oh, how fact, people, most just, people don't subscribe to that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, guys, wild. It, it's like nothing gets somebody off as much as like, oh yeah, sorry, I didn't move. Well, bro, it's in the like left-hand corner of the side pocket of the fucking humidor. You you had and, a five-pack of my cigars inside the the water basket of your toilet, but yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just not moving. Yeah. yeah. It, do my cigars not sell in your store, or do you not sell my cigars in your store? That's <laughs> legit. That's the oh, question. Shit. There and, it is. You can the mic please, drop. by all means, use that. I mean, you can give me credit because I'd like some fucking promo if you're going to be out yeah, there. Well, shit, obviously. But, yeah. but, you know, by the way, Matt Booth said that you might want to check out his shit. You know, it's just kind of yeah. nice. But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> look, it ain't going to suck itself. Okay? Yeah. No, we're talking <laughs> and it ain't going to fucking sell itself either, baby. Yeah. Okay? So unless you have a brand like Baccarat, Okay. <laughs> The big payback. I know, shameless self-promotion, but also very wonderfully true. done. And a couple other things of this of this caliber, it legitimately is not going to fucking sell itself, gentlemen. You know, so how much money do we want to not? How much opportunity do we want to miss? Are we allergic to making money? I mean, what? Let's let's break this yeah. down. Let's figure out what the fuck the problem is here. No, we and, know exactly what the problem is. Just because you know, been talking to reps all the time, and me and Mo talking about what we see, and and even Drew and. And a uh, cow that go to shops probably, you know, as more than the average smoker for sure. It's, it's effort. Like, you know, it, we always hear the story of like, man, I'd love to own a shop so I could sit around and smoke cigars all day. I'm like, oh, you won't own that shop for fucking long. 
mm-hmm. because yeah. you know, they, that's really what they want. And you know, with the company I'm, I'm with, uh, Matt, I'm with uh, Romacraft. They, you know, they have a big. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that clarification. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I thought it was the voyage. I thought you had the. No, he, sure. no, Matt, no Matt, <laughs> Did I miss just something? Like I've never, just like I've never told him about the podcast. I didn't tell him I was in the industry. No, but you know, it's 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 good on social media. But there's stories like that don't know social Springer media. Wasn't real. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jerry Springer was what? Yeah. No, that wasn't real, man. Like the the it was staged. I was I was my soul you, dashed upon the rocks. What? That's not what real. Do you mean? It is real. So oh, gee, talking? now I did. Are you killing me? Yeah. Oh no, shit. No, but you know they they see their stores around there. Uh, like you know we have Tyler here, right? They, he kills it at his store because. He's a he's a big fan and he sells it and he, he likes it. So a store neighboring him might see it and be like, oh well, we want to get that in. They bring it in, they put it on the shelf, and they go away. Like, like well, it just yeah. didn't sell. Well, what did you do? Well, I put it on the shelf. <laughs> well, what the? Fu- okay. Did well, you look, recommend that- it to anybody? Like, no. Let's let's well, let's all let's all agree or or at least table this right. When I first started in this game, and don't probably- give me that corporate so- fucking gizmo. Let's table this discussion then. What? That, was another, that, was a nice, that was a nice question. Okay. It's okay, There's Danny. That. We're going to circle back. Ooh. There you go. We'll, we'll put a, we're going to put a pin in it. Anyway, go ahead. I'm just going to do that. Go. We'll take wow. it offline. Take it <laughs> offline. Well done, gentlemen. Okay, so <laughs> I, look, man. I mean, if you had a viable brand, um, which I did, <clears throat> and many other people doing the business, you know, um, I'm saying that, that it was easy. It compared, com- it's always been work, but compared to now, this business was easy. And I think it was easy on the other side of the counter too, in contrast to how hard it is now. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I think at a time when, you know, it's become more in more, it's become increasingly difficult and quite frankly, more difficult than I've ever seen it. I think a great deal of the attitudes towards, uh, the putting in the work have never been more apathetic to doing so, right? So you have a very toxic combination yeah. of it's harder than it's ever been and nobody wants to do a fuck, but then they want to cry <laughs> out how it's hard. I, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's why I'm out on the road is because I know it's harder than it's ever been. And so yeah. I am going out there to make sure that my brand is afforded every opportunity to flourish during this period of reestablishment, you know, that, that, I, that I can get for it, you know? Exactly. Let me ask you that. Uh, this is something I always battle to. And, and I think in, in addition to your point, I think being on the road also helps you keep up to date with what's going on in the market, trends, um, what people are buying, what's selling, how people are selling it. Oh, dude, um, I- state, the state of the retailer. I think all of that is extremely important to know. And I think being on the road is the only thing that affords you that. Well, and, of and uh, lastly, I, here's something I always battle, and I want your thoughts on it. Do you prefer being in a humidor that is boutique or small brand heavy, or do you want to be one of the, like, quote-unquote, boutique brands in a largely non-boutique humidor? You know, man, I think that's an interesting question. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm good with either. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm in a boutique-driven humidor, mm-hmm. my product... I, I can hang like I can carry my own weight in that humidor. I'm not worried about that. I'll take the Pepsi challenge any day. Right. And if I'm going to be 
featured in a cumulative created with with uh, with you know product <clears throat> big three or or the like, I'm good too because I know my product uh, can also hang uh, in that regard. And by the way, it, it you know it's you know dressed in a way that might be a little bit more visually appealing or in a way that stands out. Um, so it'll definitely grab someone's attention and it stands out in a way, uh, that's not like overdone or contrived. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really scared of either. I, I think there are, uh, you know, positives and negatives to both, you know, yeah. um, but I, I'm not scared of either. If that, I mean, look, not to, not to mention again, but you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, in, in certain stores that are, that are dominated by larger brands, you know, we're one of, if not the top selling independent brand in their humidors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Like you brought up club humidor. I think you do, you do really, really well in there. Right. And then, and then like here in Austin, you're in Smoker's Abbey and you do fairly yep. well there as well. And they're only, they're a hundred percent boutique. Yeah. Uh, you and Mo are actually right next to each other in the humidor there, which is like in this one. But um, touching sword touch up on your skews, <laughs> yeah. yeah. touching, touching skews. <laughs> Better be that kinetic. Put that kinetic in my shit. Ooh, <laughs> that shit is sexual, man. I know you guys are probably all smoked. It's fucking phenomenal. Thanks. Yeah, a little bit. I'm. I want. I want to. Mo, just send me some. I'm gonna put some of my bands on. All right. It's cool. You got it, man. Yeah. Rot it. Wait, hold on, hold on. Is this <coughs> is this Avo? Is that what's going on? Oh, oh. oh wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Loves it. Oh, touche. The, the Room 101 <laughs> unexpected. The unexpected, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this, aside from that, if you guys haven't smoked the 10th anniversary, that cigar is yeah. the fucking truth. Smoke that cigar and tell me you don't like no, Room the, 101. No, the truth is another. fucking the, luck. The truth yeah. was another cigar he did with no, Caldwell. No, that's the tea. <laughs> that's the tea. Oh. Yeah, no, that yeah, was that was uh, that was the T. That was called the T. Never called the. Oh, trigger. okay. What did the T stand? Might have been okay, your. It's right. anything in what the English the... language that is not now nor ever will be trademarked in the tobacco class. Yeah. So... <laughs> hey, mama, name of truth. I look, truth. bro. I've spent more on legal shit than kids pay to go to law school, so I better be able to answer a couple questions, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or you got to. Right, you got to do your homework more. That's a lot of money. Fucking right. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> I'm my own ass. I'm, 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 uh, you know, when I, this is this is you know that's just one of the thoughts that goes through my head. You know, when I'm finally able to lay down in my courtyard Marriott room, crying myself to sleep, sucking my thumb at night. You know. So. Speaking of thoughts, what do you think of these Instagram thoughts? T h o t s. Oh yeah. Right. Like. Oh shit. I like. Yeah. I mean, come on, bro. What do you? What do you? Okay. Anyway, what do you think? You mean the cigarlets? Yeah, like, does it well work? Does it help? Do you roll your eyes? Do you? Do you, Did you, do you oh, somebody tap? got that. Tell me somebody got that. I missed what you said. Cigarlets? Yes. Cigar- <laughs> well, I mean, no, these are thirst. Cigar- have you heard the terms thirst trap? Thirst yeah. traps? Yeah, have you heard about this? Dude, that's really in line with using terms like mouth pipe. Mm. You know? <laughs> Because I like to talk to people about putting my uh, cylindrical dead leaves in their mouth pipe. Right. They enjoy that. Mm. So look, here's my thought. That's pretty good. I know some of the OGs of that game, right? Oh, right, right. Back in the day, there were girls that were incorporating sexuality 
but uh, also, um, you know, doing things that were actually pretty compelling, you know, re rewrapping, re-rolling cigars, you know, uh, and, and, you know, talking, you know, talking about why they were doing that, what they were trying to achieve from that, you know, uh, you know, modification of the blends and whatnot. So they were doing things that were, I don't know, they were contributing, you know, and I'm not saying that, I mean, at the end of the day, anything that perpetuates our culture, you know, if you want to say bad press, any press is good press, however you want to look at that. I think that there's a positive aspect to anything that, you know, um, stokes the embers of our culture and our community. Um, but there, but there's a great deal of, um, cigarlets now. Look, look, uh, I'm right. Look, I mean, I've noticed there, there are many things that have changed because of this internet, uh, thing that's going on, but this is one of them. You know what I'm saying? And here's the hard part about this. Well, first of all, it's kind of how Lou Cowell Rich built his following was, was through some of this, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I noticed yeah. there's a lot of sex. You're selling sex, man. I, I yeah, guess. he is. Yeah. It's <laughs> very it is. See, being in a relationship and in the cigar industry is really tough. And it's made tough, like, because we travel a lot and stuff like that. But it's made tougher by, by the shit like this. And what I mean by that is they put out, like, this imagery that, that this is what cigars are about. It's like, dude, 99.9% of the shops we walk into are a bunch of really juicy. Uh, yeah, there are, <laughs> juicy that dudes. exists nowhere, okay? And it's like this, um, I don't know, man, It that always gets me. It's like, no, this is not reality. This is, I don't even know what this is. But Look, man, dudes want me. And I have no yeah, business want me. That's game. Right. And so if that was the standard, I, my business would be legitimately be in trouble, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it, it, it's not, you're right. It's not reality. It's, uh, and, and I would also imagine that a good deal of that, I mean, look, and everybody's got to do their thing, man. So this is not meant as a slur sure. anyone. Right. But at the same time, I think, it, you know, I was talking to, to my home girls over at the TLE, I don't know if you guys have like podcast beefs and shit, or you're gonna like. Edit no, we love, them. No, they're we great. love them. No, we love they've those been, girls. They've been on our they're show. Great. We've been Erica on and Amy. Show. Okay, yeah, no, man. I, I honestly, I, I really connected to them early on in this in this you know afterbirth period of my brand because yeah, you know, I really they kind of provide me with a throwback vibe to when I was first starting and really kind of in love with everything in the business mm-hmm. and like nothing bad had happened yet, right? You know, and and. Uh, and I really think that what they're doing is is um, it contributes in a multitude of ways to the overall health of our business. Oh, uh, it's fantastic! Right, and our community. Right, so yeah, they do a great job. Um, so I, but I was mentioning to her, I was like, you know, man, I mean, you know, and and look, I'm not a woman, so uh, you know, what the fuck do I know? I, I have to respect that, right? I'm not, I'm not a, a you know, a woman, but but what I, you know, from the outside looking in, I, you know, I would assume that that could possibly be alienating for other female enthusiasts, you know, that, you know, you have some women that have, you know, you know, that, that have a stronger personality than a lot of dudes out there. They don't give a fuck. They'll brush shit off and walk into a cigar shop. They don't care. Right. But you know, what I'm about, to one. you know, uh, which, uh, yeah, no, no taken. Right. I was actually thinking of that as, as I was saying that. Right. But, but, uh, shout out to, shout out to Danny's wife, shout out. 
By the way, she's mine. Mine. But Eric, listen, Erica was one of the. This is mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Erica was one of the uh, one of the hard, harshest critics on that stuff. Like when we had her on our podcast, she was going off about that topic. I mean, it. it well, it doesn't and, and make it easier on anybody. She has more place to do so, right? I'm a- just a- absolutely. You know, but I'm here's not. my thing too, man. For for guys that don't typically hang out in lounges or guys that are getting into cigars, and they're expecting to go into like you know a cigar shop and and it's like the Playboy Mansion and and you know you're gonna chill with the spirit of Hugh Hefner. That's not it. Well, it that's is. If it. You're just looking for big sweaty dudes. You know, yeah, you're looking for yeah. big sweaty dudes. I mean, I when I before I walk into one of my events and I look in through those windows and it's jam packed, I'm like, look at all these dudes. That's right, because I know it's that's like the guy's environment. Yeah. For me. Yeah. You know, it's like the first time I ever went to a Coyote Ugly. You know, I was like, yeah, it's gonna be and wall to wall dudes. Well, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I'll keep that in mind for my next my next event. Um, but. Uh, I, well, I guess we covered that, right? You know, yeah, but there's that's been there's been a major change because when I really plugged back into the matrix and started getting down into the into the cockles of what I was going to be doing, you know, that is one of the first things that that really was rudely apparent early on. I was like, man, there are a lot of a, a lot of uh, uh, chicks uh, posting pictures with cigar in their mouth pipe. You know, yeah. So the the vocabulary changes all the time, but the cool one right now is Corojos. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Corojos? Yeah. Wow. That is That's pretty good. What's, what's, the, what's the spelling on that? Daddy likes that. You can, you can pick. You can do, do, pick. They, do they keep the J so it looks like Corojos, or is it like... You know, I have no idea. Well, I mean, cigarlets is just cigar harlots, but it's yeah, yeah, a run on sentence. So, I mean, I I would imagine Corojos is just Corojos. Dude, that's great, Kyle. Good job. You're welcome. I mean, if I was gonna, I mean, I'm just spitballing there. I mean, I don't, I don't have the you know the Urban Dictionary access right now, but I think that that's what that is. I think you can pick. It's it's something I came up with the other day and threw it out there, and people liked it. So here we are. I dig it. I like it's the new cool. Yeah, that's great, Kyle. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, so Drew, you have a segment that you like to do with guests, and I know it's been a fucking year since we've had a guest. Yeah. Do you remember the segment I'm talking about? I do. It's all. Oh, look at that. Look at that, Danny. <laughs> Weird thing is, is I do actually have show notes. Oh, nice. We still don't ever use them. <laughs> I do not believe it. All right, Matt. Matt, we got a couple of things here. Um, okay. First question is kind of just basic, but uh, if you oh. could have a cigar with anyone, uh, alive or dead, who would it be? And uh, why and what cigar? Well... I would have the fucking Padron Anniversary 64 Principe with the natural wrapper because, quite frankly, because that's my shit. Now, if it was with Rick James, he might douse them in PCP, and that's his business. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, I would be <laughs> compelled to join him, although I don't typically smoke PCP. I would think that that would be, if you were going to do it, um, or any other substance that would be completely mind-bending, um, you would probably want to do it with him. Um, and why, 
uh, why that cigar or why with him or why? No. Well, huh? Why with him? No, there's no why. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. Why. why with why with him? I would, because I would because it would be my dream to do it wearing the leather suit from Eddie Murphy Raw. I would wear that, and Rick James would just probably already be in like some sort of like intergalactic leather outfit, and and then we'd smoke the cigar, nice, and have a and have a conversation about things from his world, you know, and it would be it would be provocative. Uh, Wait, do you think I should be in the raw one or the delirious one? What do you think would look better, Danny? What <laughs> raw, raw, bro, raw, 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 because you need to, you need color. You you're always wearing black. Okay. But the delirious one was red, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. whichever one was red. Oh, so I thought that was raw. No, raw was, yeah, I thought that raw was blue, bro. No, then delirious. Well, I don't know about that. Well, right, let, hold on, let's fact check. Because delirious hold was Hold on, red. I'm pulling it up. Delirious was <laughs> yeah, first. Up, I was <laughs> pretty sure it was raw. Bing. Oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, it was the purple. Raw was blue, right? Yeah, raw was blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So either I like I, I just Google I, no, we're going to Larry's But this also because you got to think that Rick James would probably be in some sort of black and red jam, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the blue, you would be able to differ. You would be able to differentiate us, you know, as we were seated, you know, you know. Otherwise, people would probably mistake us for one another. Just saying. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next question is kind of a two-parter. Um, Fuck. You guys are tripped, man. Okay, two-parter. Go two-parter. ahead. Two-parter. So uh, your top three favorite cigars of all time. Okay. Do, do I need to do this and then yeah, do the yeah, second yeah, part? Yeah, or? yeah, so yeah. That's, that's top part three. One. Part one. Padron 64 Anniversary Principe Natural. Cien Años Lancero. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd have to say Swisher Purple, dog. I mean, I, I don't really. I mean, I have to keep balance, yep. but only if <laughs> I was able to put two, two out of three stickers down. on the package, because it's like I need to have that elegance and that sophistication, and then I need to have something that pairs well with like hypnotic, and that's and that. Yeah, <laughs> they'll take it apart. This will probably be easy for you then. <laughs> So, oh, so the second part is a is a no brainer. Okay, I'm ready. Second part is uh, the the game stash trash or ash. So stash means oh, you have to sure. save one back. Trash uh-huh. means you got to throw one away, and ash means you got to smoke one now. So your top three cigars: stash one, trash one, ash one. For, oh, of my top three. Yes. I'm going to ash that Padron, I'm going to stash that Cien Años, and I'm going to trash that Swisher, because that was just a joke. So that was like... <laughs> there you have it. That was easy. I like that. <laughs> oh, what is that noise? Very clever. Very clever. Who is All rubbing right. a balloon? <laughs> yeah. Who's jerking off to a balloon? <laughs> I mean, who isn't, but... Who's doing it while they're not muted? <laughs> I get it. Well, Cal in his plastic Cal. bag. Cal, what's our final topic? <laughs> the same one we have every week. Are we done? Uh, no, we don't have fun. to be done. All right, so let's All right. let's dive into some oh. other shit. They might be done. I don't know. 
Wait, yeah, I can go all night. Yeah, me we too. Know you, we know that'd be the first time in your life. <laughs> wow. Damn. Wow. That's cool. I'll just show up with topics and get shit on. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, so, so one final question. Christmas is coming up. What's everyone's least favorite Christmas song? Ooh. Least I know favorite. what my favorite is. Least favorite. You can go with favorite, too. That's fine. Go with favorite. I'm doing favorite. Christmas and Hollis. Run DMC. That's my favorite. So I don't have... I don't have... So I don't have a legit good answer. Favorite because I can't... My mind tries to delete everything it doesn't find, you know? I don't listen to it. Like, I can't that's remember. true. Mariah Carey, though. The Mariah Carey album. I mean, that's, that's it. Oh, dear God. Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, that, that, Dude. Is, that is a damn good song. But I'm going to go with Wham. You would. You would go yeah. with Wham. That is yeah. the worst Christmas song. See? There you go. It's horrible. What's the song? I don't even know it. Last Christmas? Oh. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> okay, so so Matt, what did you want to talk about with the Jeez. brand that we did not talk about yet? <laughs> Let's give you a, a last platform here. Did he leave? Did we mute him? He is muted. What were you hoping to say, Matt? <laughs> that, uh, that you didn't give I, I didn't mute Am him. Am I muted? <laughs> I didn't mute him. Dude. I was talking about my favorite Christmas song. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, you weren't. Unbelievable. Wow. Sorry. I had, I had, I had very funny things to say about uh, Danny Vasquez's choice in Christmas music. I guess, oh. it was all, I guess, I guess that was all muted, though. Uh, <laughs> well, it's tragic. So, oh, my son is coming to join us. Come here, big boy. Here, be quiet. Oh. Gotta talk, I gotta talk to these cigar freaks for a second. What do you need? Oh no! Oh no! What's up, Grayson? Ah, uh, look at what you did! Look <laughs> at what you guys did! <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, so real quick, and then I'll roll because I gotta get back to family life. Right? Yes. But, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, just that I'm looking forward to meeting everybody and seeing everybody out there, and and. Uh, that I'm going to continue to put one foot in front of the next and, and keep rebuilding this pig into what it could have, should have, and will always, uh, you know, is going to be, right? Awesome, man. Check out Room 101 brand for our extravagant jewelry collection, Room 101 cigars, for what we're doing in the uh, mouth pipe filling uh, dimension of our business, and Room 101 gin for, for our drinkables, right? Thank you, yeah. man. Thanks for uh, yeah, man. Thanks taking for the time. Awesome. No, I pre- I appreciate you guys taking the time with me, man. I, I, I it, it means a lot, you know. So thanks for giving me the platform. It was a delightful conversation, and I will see you guys out there in Tobacco Landia. All right, bro. Thanks, appreciate man. Have a good one. All right, yeah, take care, guys. Be easy. All right. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats 
If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.